Welcome to the Hey Soul Sister podcast, where Mel Histon will guide you through life's big questions and bring you one step closer to doing this crazy journey as best you can. Hey Soul Sisters, today in the podcast studio, I have fabulous psychic to the stars, Rebecca Gibson. Hey, Beck. Hey, Mel, how are you? Yeah, very good, thank you. And all you regular listeners to Hey Soul Sister, you may have heard podcast episodes that I've done before with Beck talking all things spooky and spiritual which I absolutely love I love to get a bit spooky every now and then I've asked Beck into the studio today because we were chatting recently and we were talking about the craziness of the world right now yes I know this is not (laughs) 2020 the craziness of 2020 and beyond And Beck had some kind of like interesting predictions of how the world is going to pan out, what's going to go on. So I thought, let's let's get in here and share that with some of our sisters. But before that, I'm going to do a recap. I'm doing the recap of Beck. Rhino. <laughs> okay. For montage. Any, montage. For any of you who are not familiar with Rebecca, as a bit of a recap for everybody who may not have heard your previous podcast episodes on Hey Soul Sister, when did you first realise that you had some sort of psychic ability? When I was a toddler, but I just thought that it was normal. It wasn't until my parents started telling me, no, you're not normal. And, and <laughs> shut, shut that down. Stop talking about it. That I thought, oh, there's something wrong with me. Actually, it was made to think there was something wrong with me. Really? Yeah. So would you see things or hear things or both? Really? Yeah. I would predict things. I would have what's called um, precognition where I would see something happen before it happened. But I literally would think the first time that I saw it, it had happened because the 3D reality of it was so strong. And then it would happen again. And then I'd be like, mm, that's a bit of a glitch. What happened there? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I I shut it down. Catholic school was not accepted to be talking about things like that. I'd had enough trouble being a cheeky, sassy (laughs) young girl in Catholic school in the 70s. But um, it wasn't until after I'd finished school, I did start getting a lot of, I call them downloads, a lot of predictions about 2020. And then my whole career had been navigated by my guides and the other side and then I started this business as a professional psychic in 2016 after I just realized it's part of who I am I can't keep shutting it down anymore it was very toxic for me to shut it down it really impacted on my health and so here I am so didn't you have a car accident or something something 2016 yeah so I'd been predicting things for a long time before that but I remember when we did leading ladies together, my business looked very different. Yeah. And then during that time, while I was trying to grow my business outside of my career in nursing and psychiatry, I had had a like a near fatal car accident. And I had my 18 month old in the car at the time. And if we'd been hit by this car, she would have been killed on impact because the car was going a good 30 to 40 kilometers over the speed limit and it had run a red light. So as we'd moved into the intersection on the green light, my car stopped on the side where we were safe. And there was this bright white light. It was the brightest white light ever. The car stopped. I couldn't see. I got very weirded out and then I saw the car run the red light and everything was in slow motion. If anyone's been in some kind of 
accidental traumatic event things kind of feel like they're in slow motion where you're taking it all in even though it's really quick it's odd so I felt like the car had moved through in slow motion in my in my mind I thought had the car gone through the front of my car I was just it was just bizarre and then the car started again and then off we went and then I went home to my husband and I said the weirdest things just happened this bright white light the car stopped this car ran through the red if it it had hit us you know my daughter would have been killed and he's like oh here we go drama queen (laughs) he's like oh you're just being dramatic I'm like not so he gets on the dash cam he's like what's that light and I said I don't no he goes what happened what's the lie I said I don't know (laughs) so the next day he made me drive out to the exact same intersection at exact same time and he's left rational brains trying to measure was it the sun was it this was it that and yeah but being back in the spot at the same time 24 hours later did something to me I got home and I felt kind of um, dissociated from my body and I picked up a pen and I just started channeling all of this stuff and that went on for hours every single day for months so what sort of stuff was coming through for you lots of stuff political stuff stuff of yeah so this was 2016 stuff about donald trump coming in stuff about our australian government stuff about some military things stuff about our borders being shut down and staying shut down for an extensive period of time and then civil war breaks out in the states wow yeah it's interesting. It looks as though there's um, civil war breaking out in the States. Yep. Right. Now. So those visions that I see, sometimes I will watch videos and it's exactly what I would see in those visions that I was having in 2016 when I started writing all this stuff out. Wow. So going back before all of you know the, the latest going on in the world, when you were younger, do you recall any predictions that you had that came true? A lot of them would be minute things for yeah. people or, or people achieving things that they didn't think that they were going to achieve or you're yep. going to fall over kind of thing and break your leg, that kind of stuff. Yeah. When I was 18, 19, when I was in university, I was I was very sick. I think I'd spent six months in hospital when I was 17 having multiple kidney surgeries and that kind of affected me. Every time I have, because I have ongoing health issues, every time I have anesthetic, I come out a little wiser and a little bit more tuned in. Yeah. And I can remember it wasn't long after that surgery, although multiple surgeries, that time in hospital that I'd started channeling some stuff around what was going to happen and happen um, in 2020. Things about civil war, things about alliances changing, that America wasn't going to continue society the way that it had been. Yeah. And that our Australian military was super important in keeping us safe and the technology and stuff that would be used. And so I used to always feel comforted and grateful that we live on these beautiful lands. On an island. Yeah. <laughs> far, far away. Yeah, we're, we're very blessed to live on these First Nations land. Yeah. So when did you first get a prediction around... Donald Trump coming into power? 2016 when I'd started writing down all of that stuff. And did you actually specifically go Donald Trump or were you like no more of that sort of person? No, it was Donald Trump. Oh, really? Yeah, and I know this is where you start channeling things like this and your ego is, no, that's not going to happen, Rebecca. Don't be ridiculous. Don't be stupid. But the more I tried to question the validity of what was happening, the stronger that messaging would be. 
and that he would bring great change. Doesn't mean if it was good or bad, just that he would bring great change, but things would definitely be shifting between the States and China and yeah, a lot of political stuff and a lot of um, stuff around natural disasters. Oh, really? Most of them have like, happened, most of the earthquakes and stuff. And Okay. Yeah. So the world has been going through some massive shifts over the last three to four years, starting with the Me Too movement. Yes. With Trump coming into power, who is the ultimate misogynist, abuser of women. Very narcissistic. Um, Mr. Just grab them on the pussy and they'll do anything. Yeah. Can't believe that he actually said that and believes that, that that's okay. The Black Lives Matter campaigning, the global pandemic, and now it looks as though there's civil war brewing in yeah. America. Do you think it's going to get worse? Yes. Like how bad are we talking? Civil war, the entire country will have to be put into lockdown, martial law. There's nowhere else for it to go. They're going to start killing each other. You're talking about a country where they have this Second Amendment that they'll fight tooth and nail to make sure that they have the right to bear guns. And so when you've got such a massive amounts of fear brewing as a collective and individually, people, I mean, especially myself on Facebook with American friends, American white women, who I would think would not want to have access to guns, are so fearful that they don't have protection from other people that have guns, that they're buying guns. And people in fear will react first rather than respond. Mm -hmm. And when you're reacting, when you're armed, it's gotten nowhere good to go. And white people, like real deep white supremacy racists, have only just started acting a little bit on what's happening now. But they will definitely have something to say and they'll be saying it with violence. Yeah. You're right, because it's been predominantly the African-American community um, and supporters of the African-American community in the States that have been rising up. We haven't really seen much of from those other... No, the scary thing is white militia, and I've I've seen the videos of people like when they were protesting with COVID and wanting to not wear masks and come out, you've got a lot of white guys walking around with assault rifles over their shoulders and three or four handguns in their belts just to go shopping and protesting and nothing was kind of done about that. And so they've felt empowered. They're run by a president who feeds into that racism and that white supremacy and so they feel like they have the right to defend their country, make America great again, and not understanding that none of them were born there. Or, you know, white people didn't start in America. They mm. colonised. They've got nowhere else to go. This is what's going to happen. These will be, res- like, thought-out responses from white militia. They'll pick specific dates and they'll come out with guns. I, it's funny, as an Australian, and we have not had guns in our mainstream for a long time. Thank goodness. Absolutely. And it's interesting, I was over in the States a few years ago, and I was with my girlfriend, Grace McLean, at the time. We were sitting in a bar in San Francisco. It was this cool little wine bar, and we were watching a jazz band, and the name of the jazz band was Black Lesbian Aftershave. And they, <laughs> and the, the funny thing was, I was so we were talking to the lead singer, so they were actually four African American 
men in this jazz band. Mm. And we were talking to the lead singer, like, how the hell did you come up with the name Black Lesbian Aftershave? <laughs> and he was like, oh, my daughter's a lesbian. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. And we're Aftershave. <laughs> yeah, they, they thought that was funny. Yeah. Um, but I tell you what, they were a very, very cool little jazz band. And Grace and I had a really lovely afternoon sitting in this little tiny wine bar. It was the 4th of July. Mm. Listening to listening to them play, and an American woman came up and because we're in America, came up and sat down next to us at the bar. Uh, we were just chatting to her, and um, we're like, you know, uh, what do you do? Where are you from? And she was from, I think it was Sacramento. She was a nurse from Sacramento, and then the topic of guns came up, and she's like, oh yeah, I've got a gun. And Grace and I are like, what? We're like. Like in Australia, we just don't have that. No, no one has guns, you know, unless you're a farmer or, you know, you have a specific reason for mm-hmm. wanting our license. Like, it's just bizarre to us that you would have a gun. And she was like, well, like, why Why would you have a gun? You're a, you're a nurse in Sacramento. And she said, it's my, and she got really, really defensive, really feisty. And she's like, it is my right. It's my constitutional right to have a gun and to bear arms. And so I will. It was really interesting how she got really quite aggressive with us about that. And we're like, oh, okay. We just don't understand. It's, it's just not part of our thinking. It's such strong fear. Yeah. Such strong fear. And I imagine that if we were living in a culture such as them where most of them have firearms and then you're afraid of carjackings with a firearm – maybe we would start thinking differently and maybe fear would grip us and we would feel the need to arm ourselves as well. Mm. That's why I'm (laughs) so grateful every day when I do my gratitude stuff. The first thing that comes out of my mouth is I'm so grateful to live where we do. Yeah. Let's get soulful on social media. Search the Sister Code Facebook page and follow us on Instagram. So, Beck, how do you think that will play out in the Civil War? Like, are we, we're not going to end up Handmaid's Tale, are we? That scares me. No. <laughs> That's, you know what? I can't even watch that. I haven't finished watching it. I have to watch it one episode with great big lengths of time in between because it is so scary. I don't believe that America will end up like that. I believe what's happening now is going to create mass healing globally as well as there. But... I mean, the majority of the world looks to America. They're considered, you know, the power country of the world. Most of us have our dollar put up against, like the Australian dollar Mm. is put up against the American dollar. Most of the propaganda that's released comes out of the States, the movies we watch, the music that we listen to. The majority of it's coming from out of America. So they have the opportunity now to create great healing and for Netflix. Yeah. Netflix is pushing a lot of overseas outside of the States, movies and documentaries and things to open up our mind and things, you know, empowering women. And I've noticed that they're getting quite selective in the stuff they're releasing. I don't know if it's just because that's what they're pushing at me on my account. Yeah. But they're making an effort to understand that the stuff that they're producing and releasing out into the world impacts on us and what we've been taught. I mean, I know our whole lives when we've been watching big movies, lots of action, lots of guns, lots of violence, lots of people getting killed. Mm. The superhero stuff is quite violent. The way that Disney does their um, fairy tale stuff, 
we've been propagated to with all this misogyny. I can remember a mutual friend of ours went and took our girls to go and see Beauty and the Beast. And I'd not really paid any attention to it when I was younger and then obviously hadn't read it as an adult. And I'm sitting there watching Beauty and the Beast, the whole story of she's captured in exchange for her father by this monster and then enslaved and then miraculously falls in love with him. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. (laughs) It is. Yeah. Like, why am I subjecting my six-year-old to watch this story that someone can trap her and that she'll eventually fall in love with him and see the good sides about him? No wonder there is such a problem with women in violent relationships, women like getting themselves trapped with people where they feel like they can't leave because we've been conditioned to think that that's normal. That's like the frog prince. Remember that's that fairy tale, the girl that she gets held captive by the frog yep. and she has to kiss him and mm-hmm. he turns into a prince. Sleeping beauty. She wakes up cause someone molests her while she's asleep. <laughs> I can't even remember that. Okay, comes the prince comes and kisses her away. Oh, that's right, Sleeping Beauty. That's right, yeah. So where else were we going to go when we've been fed this violence? Yeah. And this aggression, whether it be passive or like killing and blowing up things, it's just constant, constant in our face. And it's gotten to the point now where people think that country, it's normal to have guns and we sit from the outside. This is not normal. So, Beck, what do you think is going to happen in the world beyond 2020? Healing. Yeah. As other countries watch America implode and understand that we have the opportunities to create greater conversation, greater healing, greater connections in our own countries, especially here in Australia. We have an opportunity now for our government to have an extension of government of First Nation elders. For the people who had this land originally and kept it as pristine as they did, the energy of Australia is beautiful because we haven't been colonised for as long as other countries. And so there's been this massive fear build-up, especially around Europe, where they've been at war for thousands of years. And our country has only been like that since white people arrived in the 1700s. Before that, it was beautiful they have a beautiful culture they should be part of our government they should be you know making decisions and policies and we should be turning to them and how do we heal what's happened with white ancestors and the colonization and the devastation that that's created how we help heal and move on from it by government infrastructure and the stuff that we've been doing hasn't been working and how we change the conversation it should be taught to kids in schools we grew up believing that colonization was the most amazing thing that ever happened to australia and that australia wouldn't be this way if it wasn't for colonization and we were whitewashed in school right from the very beginning education needs to change the way we communicate needs to change we have to look at america and promise ourselves that we will never let that happen to us I hope it doesn't. Well, I don't think that it will. Thank goodness John Howard did one good thing with gun control. And then hopefully, hopefully when people think about voting, they think about who they're voting for and is there a possibility that we could end up like that. But people always vote from a place of fear about what happens economically. Yeah. Well, and and it's very difficult. I don't know if you saw the... um... 60 Minutes episode a couple of weeks ago 
with certain politicians that have now been forced to resign or been sacked because of the corruption that's going on there and it feels as though there's just one thing after another in terms there of is. politics and it's like when can we get some goodness it's true i worked i mean i've been working for the government for 25 years i've seen it i've been told many times in one particular work environment when i would start getting vocal about things that were happening to female staff things that were happening that was criminal i'd be threatened multiple times Wow. Threatened how? There was one particular incident that happened that this was one of the biggest catalysts for me leaving this workplace. People were arrested over what they were doing to female staff. And when I asked for more investigation to what was happening because of the covert way in which it had happened, I was basically told leave it alone. So then I went to the union not my union, the union of the people that I worked with, went to the union member and said that if this isn't investigated further and I find out about my safety or the ongoing repercussions of what's occurred, I'm going to go to the media. And then a high-ranking person from that particular organisation spent two hours driving up to where I was to tell me I should be quiet, otherwise my bag would be searched and certain things might be in my bag that could get me a couple of years in jail. Oh, my God. That's that's big time. Mm -hmm. Scary. Yeah, had my life threatened many times by staff. You're not allowed to tell us where that is, are you? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure you can guess, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was a volatile environment to work in, let alone have all of that... Yep. happening at the time but that's what happens it's there's a lot of things going on that I was shocked I went in working for certain government organizations doe-eyed thinking that I could help and then realized that I was part of a very toxic very violent very misogynistic environment and um, there's a lot of stuff that goes on behind closed doors in most government organisations. Yeah, I know. I used to be the um, media public affairs person for a particular government department and having to work with ministerial staff. And, um, yeah, there was a lot of um, uh, dodgy crap Yes, <laughs> that I saw. And so it's time for that to change because yeah. that dodgy crap is very much based on white male patriarchy. Mm. These, Well, it was about making this a particular minister look good. And we literally would be told, come up with, uh, we need X number of good news stories to make this minister look good and you've got like an hour to do it. See, it's, it's, this is why people now are like, you can't believe what you see. You can't believe what you hear. All these conspiracy theorists are coming out now and more and more it's gaining momentum because people trust how they feel. When we think, no, that's not right. We're not trusting that. That's not truthful. You, we're not being given all the information they trust the feeling but they don't have any more information so then they get little snippets from here and there and then these conspiracy theories build and i mean that some of the conspiracy theories that are going around for 2020 are really starting to gain momentum like what give me an example all this stuff around um oh, this is a heavy subject all the stuff around the elite and pedophile rings and stuff with the 
uh, chemicals and the abuse of children and the stuff that's going on. Pizzagate's popped up again and there's all that sort of stuff. There's a lot of truth in that, but there's also a lot of false information in that. People are throwing out specific people with allegations and it it takes away from what needs to be healed by making it out to be much more dramatic than what it is. I mean, the drama of the truth is enough without adding all the conspiracy theories on it. And then it just all the stuff about 5G and Bill Gates. And it's not helpful to put people in more fear with falsities that are attached to truth. You want to just focus on the truth. How do we help the people that really need helping and how do we get this truth and turn everything around but as long as people are sharing conspiracy theories in on mass i mean there's celebrities coming out now using their big platforms to spread conspiracy theories there's a lot of stuff going around that's not helpful it's just perpetuating the fear and that's what we want to get away from because fear will lead you into a path of making decisions that aren't healthy and aren't good for you or the collective and we want to be able to push people back into love how can we heal this yes this is crappy but we can fix it together rather than fighting against each other we need to come together will donald trump get in next election my prediction is sadly yes i find that so hard to fathom but it'll be interesting to um certainly see when i first predicted that in 2016 that he would do two terms and that he would get in during civil war my left brain rationality could not rationalize how that could possibly happen surely people would see the devastation that's been brought about but then you've got all these people who have this mindset that he's meant to be bringing all this stuff to the surface he's the reason why this is all coming up to the surface for healing there is a large black community that i can see now that are swaying towards him away from bernie sanders the women that are now wanting to vote for him and that did vote for him i was shocked that it was over 53 percent or 54 percent of white American women voted for him in the first election. That just that blew my mind. Me. Uh, this treatment of women and abuse of women, that astounds me that a woman would vote for him. But he's given them the promise that he'll make America great again by bringing industry back and they'll all have money and yeah. and they're forgetting that he's a great marketer and a great salesman and he's just selling this stuff over and over again and so now he's selling he knows exactly what he's doing and unfortunately the alternative that they have to vote for isn't up to scratch either support a sister and leave us a review whenever you listen to the podcast so beck with the craziness of the world right now as we've been talking about for people that are really struggling with 2020 what's going on and the fear around 2020 and beyond what can they do self-care is so important Um, self-care is so important all the time but especially in this energy it's really important that you start setting boundaries with yourself and how much you're taking in so if you're like i just deleted my twitter account i just could not stand twitter anymore it was starting to impact on i find my twitter incredibly health. negative i can't yeah. i'm not on it i can't stand it so if there are things that are causing you greater anxiety set some boundaries around them if you're on twitter and it's causing you anxiety delete it be 
educated on current affairs but don't sit there watching the news all the time. It's unhealthy and it's on the TV constantly. Mm. It's on TV in the morning, it's on TV in the afternoons, it's on TV in the evening, it's on TV late at night. There's just constant news. Don't watch all of it. Just read little bits or take little bits in and make sure that you're aware of current events, but don't immerse yourself in such fear and negativity because you don't hear a lot of good news stories Mm. on the news. It's just trash. Some of these morning shows and... I've noticed the morning shows shows like watching the Today Show, Carl Stefanovic, it's become incredibly combative. It feels like, compared to what it used to be. It's just just tabloid trash, but in Mm. news form. So stay away from things like that. If you've got negative people in your life that are wanting to constantly share conspiracy theories with you, please, like, say, stop. Use your voice. Mm. Stop sending me this stuff. It's not helping me, and I don't like it. If you've got people on your Facebook friends that are constantly sharing stuff that's making you feel anxious and fearful, whack them on snooze or unfriend them. You don't owe anybody anything except for yourself and your self-care and your family and how you're showing up every day for the people that love you, including yourself. Then start to do things that bring you joy. I always say joy should be your compass in anything as long as that doesn't bring any harm to anybody else. So for me, I sing. That's how I work through my stress. Yep. People like listen to music, something that you love to dance to or something that makes you feel good. Listen to relaxation music. If you meditate, meditate. If you don't meditate and you want to, there is a lot of guided meditations on YouTube for free that can help you. I do guided meditations on YouTube. And it it makes such a difference. You don't feel like you're, oh, I can't meditate. I can't slow my mind down. You just whack on your headphones and listen to something that guides you through it. It's much easier. Get creative. Do something that's going to exercise your right brain, even if it's just coloring in coloring in can be so therapeutic and almost meditative and i've been giving it to patients for years and years years we've been using coloring in for mental health and go for a walk ring a friend get yourself out in nature ground your energy bare feet walk around you know listen to the trees and the birds and smell the air and just ground yourself and connect yourself into the earth do things that light you up ring a friend if you need to hug yourself we can't hug people we can hug ourselves and there's studies now about different oxytocin and stuff that's released when you actually hug yourself but just be kind to yourself baths or get someone to brush your hair or just something bond with people make sure that you're doing things that's joyful and that brings you love and you want to calm down your nervous system and if people are getting really anxious and really depressed and are having intrusive thoughts that they can't be here anymore and they don't want to do this it's all too much please reach out and get help you can go to your local general practitioner depending on where you are if you're in new south wales i'm not sure about the rest of australia but new south wales you can go to your gp you can get a mental health assessment and then you can get medicare covered psychology sessions there are, wherever you are in the world there'll be 1-800 numbers for suicide hotlines there's lifeline there are many places that you can reach out and people that you can talk to if this is getting far too much for you and you just can't see any way out of this crap show that's 2020 yeah Beck, thank you so much you're welcome and sisters hey soul sisters that are listening we now have Beck's predictions recorded. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had I'm, a lot of clients change their entire year this year. Wow. Yeah, um, expats moved back to their home countries because I told them what was coming. Wow. People cancelled travel plans. It's good that I get to help 
in that aspect. I've got I've got a, a friend whose parents were living, had moved over to the States to work and they'd only been there a month and came back to Australia because they're worried about the COVID and they're now about to go back again. Just for me as a mother, I would not be comfortable sending my child to school in a country where you don't know if they're going to be shot. Yeah. And that's just an everyday occurrence. They have mass shootings every day and it's just yeah. normal occurrence to them now. Yeah. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Especially to us as Australians. No. See, blessed. First Nations (laughs) land, best. I love Australia. Thank you so much, Beck, for coming in. Now, if people want to find out more about you, where should they go? On my website, www.rebeccagibson.com.au or I'm on Facebook, majority of my time's on Facebook, which is Rebecca Gibson, uh, spiritual strategist and psychic medium. And you can find me there. Thank you, Beck. Thank you. I'm kind of like scared and saddened, but also by your predictions, but but not not in, not in a bad way. I just go. But I also go. I think the healing coming through, and and actually, hopefully, the world will be a better place. Sadly, what's happening place. is meant to happen for the healing. We're yep. supposed to go through this. All those doomsday preppers are coming out. Yeah, that's my husband. <laughs> It's just like, slow down, buddy. Get out of the fear. Everything's going to be all right. Yeah. Thank you, Vic. You're amazing. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to Hey Soul Sister with Mel Histon. What would help you on your crazy life journey? Email melissa at thesistercode.com.